Hello, lovelies. Welcome to the Fat Joy Podcast, where we talk each week about how to flourish in an anti-fat world. I'm Sophia Apostol, a fat person and professional coach who loves talking to other fat people about what it's like to live within oppressive systems that marginalize our bodies and how we still dare to have the audacity and courage to reach towards our collective liberation and embrace our joy. Please know this is an adult content podcast, so there will be swears. We will be talking about harms we've experienced, and we will be rebelling against diet culture, anti-fatness, ableism, racism, etc. If you'd like to support the Fat Joy podcast, please check us out at patreon.com slash fatjoy. Oh, and I'm so glad you're here with us. Enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. I am here with Brie. Brie, I'm so excited that you agreed to do this podcast. Um, I met Brie because um, they were hosting a like a fat social. I think it was called Fat Social, right? Fat, fat Social Night. Fat Fridays Virtual Social Club. Yeah, that. <laughs> long, long, but descriptive. <laughs> and it was one of the first fat social nights I'd ever been to. And it was so cool to be in a room with other fat folks talking about all the things. And um, I was so happy that Brie agreed to come on and chat with me. So, and a little spoiler, um, one of the things that Brie does is uno card tarot readings and we're going to do a live reading so I'm super excited for that too so um Brie before I like spoil all your secrets tell us a little bit about who you are okay well thanks for having me I'm also stoked to be here um my name is Brie my pronouns are they them I am a person who is fat and queer and non-binary and neurodivergent and a witch. And I like to help people in all sorts of ways. I happen to have a master's in psychology, but honestly, it's so much of my lived experience that I think really comes through with working with folks. Um, I do have a small business where I help people through peer counseling or consultation and Unicard tarot readings. But I also do a lot of other cool shit. I'm a musician. I play drums and ukulele. I'm a cat parent. Um, I am involved in roller derby and the zine community. I host a zine fest for the San Fernando Valley. Um, I could probably go on. My hands are, my little tentacles are like all, all across all sorts of things. But generally, I love organizing. I love working with people. I love being creative. And um, I, uh, yeah. And love talking. It. Yeah. I'm a, ch- I'm a chatter. <laughs> oh my God. I love that list of all the things. I'm like, oh my God, can we just diverge and talk about roller derby and cats and so many things? Um, I love it. We're going to see if we can work all those in, in some capacity. Um, but I want to start with this idea of like your relationship to the word fat. I ask all my guests this because I'm so curious about the journey that has been gone through to connect to this word that I know for myself, at least as a child tortured me, I hated it, rebelled against it. And then at some point kind of, you know, reclaimed it and it feels so empowering now. And so just the contrast between then and now is so stark. And I wonder also with some of the other words that you named queer, non-binary, neurodivergent, which like, I just, I, it's one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you is I feel like this whole claiming of who we are authentically is so powerful and I'm very excited to hear your, your take on it. So tell me about that relationship. And maybe we start with the word fat and wherever we end up is where we go. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love the word fat. I um, am definitely unapologetically fat. Um, But it was not always the case. Uh, I, I guess I reclaimed the word fat probably I was like 18 or 19. Um, I guess for context, I just turned 32. Um, Happy birthday to me and all the Tauruses. 
Um, oh. <laughs> mine is mine is in two days. Oh my gosh! Happy ah, birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> it's blow my mind how many Tauruses are in my world right now. Oh. Um, so it once I basically it was like almost once I once the veil was lifted that fat wasn't bad. It was yeah. just like a no brainer. Yeah. Um, and I had that experience before actually in my like um, navigating sexuality. Um, like, it's like, I didn't know. And then I knew, and then I was like, yes, correct. I had that same experience when I was a kid, I had like an older friend who I, who was bisexual. And when she explained that to me, I said, yes, that sounds right. I will take that. And then of course my language for sexuality evolved over the years. And then the same thing happened with fat where my story in terms of my fat acceptance and fat liberation actually started with porn. Um, I watched a April Flores video. And um, if you don't know who April Flores is, she is a fat, queer, Latinx, uh, adult performer and model. And um, it was the first time where I saw a video with a fat person who a like at least one part of their body looked like mine. Mm -hmm. And with April, it was like the belly area. I was like, Oh, shit. (laughs) And And then also it was the first time where I saw a video where the fat person was the one being worshiped and not the other way around. Cause the other person, the other person, it it was a straight video. And I think she does a lot more queer stuff now, which I'm like here for, but um, it was a video with a cis dude who was like muscly and blonde and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was the one worshiping her body. And mm. just that blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Like seeing someone who looked at, like me and seeing them be desired, especially in a sexual capacity. Like so often we get like desexualized mm-hmm. and, um, you know, told that we're not ever going to have love or sex until we lose weight or whatever. Yeah. So April Flores changed my fucking life. Mm. And that was what lifted the veil to be like, oh yeah, maybe it's not a bad thing to be fat. Um, And from there it went to, uh, I soon discovered Beth Ditto from the band Gossip. She also does her own music and fashion stuff. And she, she was a big deal for me. And then I dived into the world of Tumblr. And that's where like, (laughs) that's where there was a lot of visibility, but also I started, that's where I really started learning the language. So like, that's where I even learned the word body positive and how that Mm -hmm. went to into fat acceptance and like using the word fat specifically and seeing other people like everyday people. Sure. They had a lot of followers, but they weren't like celebrities or like untouchables or whatever seeing other people use the word fat unapologetically um that was a big deal so um mm-hmm. it kind of went from there it skyrocketed skyrocketed from there and um and then just doing the work myself like reclaiming the word for myself putting mm-hmm. myself out into the world that way and um slowly going through all the ways that like you know i think a lot of us go we explore through aesthetic so yeah. like clo- clothing was a big deal. Yeah. And um, I can even see the markers of like, first it was crop tops and then it was rompers <laughs> and then it was jumpsuits and then it was shorts. And like, it just like, yes. slowly went through that. And like, that was empowering for me, but it has also been like empowering for other people to witness as well, which is, I think really important in this kind of work is remembering that like, it's not just like celebrity or like huge influencers that make an impact. No, like it's everyday people witnessing everyday people that can yeah. make a really huge impact too. And I even yeah. my master's thesis was a bit on this where I did a study. And one of the things I asked about was like things like what impacts your body image. And so many people named just ordinary fat people yeah. being fat and doing dope shit, you know? Right. Like just living their lives as fat people and not making their life about being fat. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I get that all the time. I do on, on my Instagram, I like share a lot of, I reshare a lot of other people's stories and posts. And I have so many people like that I, you know, that I know, but who I'm so surprised when they message me saying, 
you're starting to shift the way I think about health, the way I think about weight. And I'm like, oh, wow, you? Okay, great. Because it's, it is, it's like, there's something about like that trusted person or that person, you know, maybe it makes it more accessible. I'm not sure, but it was the same for me. What you described is very similar to my story too. And my journey with the word fat. Um, I'm so I'm like, follow up to that, Brie, I'm super curious, like what, what were some of the challenges of it? Like, where maybe was it not received well? Sometimes the way you described it, like your eyes are open, you just see it and it can't be any other way. I totally get that. The problem is like not everyone else has had that like grand awakening. And sometimes there can be tension and challenge. Like what did you experience? Do you still experience this? Like curious about that piece too. Hmm. I would say I probably experience it more on the internet, which is actually easier to deal with because I, I'm very good at just delete block. Like I (laughs) cannot, I have like so little energy already to like give out that I just can't with that. So in real life, I don't know. So this is kind of interesting to me because, um, So I have bipolar one. And in my experience with having bipolar one, um, before I was actually like diagnosed and treated, which happened about six, six, six and a half years ago, maybe there's a very distinct line between like my functioning before and after. And some of it was actually very beneficial, like in this department. So like, yeah the the like before part as it relates to this is like I I kind of had like this other veil where like nothing could really penetrate me socially like I had no fucks to give at all yeah which the downside is I missed a lot of social cues like that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. that's not very helpful you know but when it came to like navigating like ignorant bullshit especially (laughs) around like fat phobia. Yeah. I was just like, you're wrong and I'm not wrong. And I just didn't give a fuck, you know? And so it was actually very interesting when on the other side of it, I did not have that like protective, you Mm. know, veil of like, you know, social shit where I felt like not felt I was for the first time, much more aware of other people's um, opinions and perspectives and even like nonverbal communication about shit. So it was a learning curve actually after having already been very fat positive for like seven years at that point, I guess. Yeah. I I did have to kind of like uh, readjust in terms of like, it was more about my own confidence and like building myself up again. Yeah. Because like, we can't, we can't do shit about what other people think or say ever. It's like a useless fight. So once I realized it was more about me and getting myself strong and sturdy and working on my confidence and addressing my insecurity, I came back around to being like, I am aware of it, but now I have my no fucks back to that. I love that so much. That's so interesting that you had to like, you almost kind of, yeah. Like you went through that piece later, like after Mm -hmm. the decision was made. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it can be difficult depending on the person too. Right. So like, yeah, like I said, it's a lot easier when it's strangers. And I'm like, I don't know you and you don't know me. So yeah, delete. Yeah. Yeah. It has no bearance on my like self-worth, but when it's people that's closer, sometimes it can be more difficult, especially when it's family, you know? And yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in that regard though, it's so clear that it's like still not about me and it's about like them and what they're dealing with. And so even though it can be hard to come to the like place of compassion about it, (laughs) when I can remind myself that they're going through their stuff and this is like, you know, their, their shit and where they're at with it. It at least helps me like depersonalize it. And at the end of the day, like, honestly, being non-binary has really helped me with this whole, like, my truth is my truth and nobody else's shit can like dictate my truth because like not everybody sees me. And I mean, there's no one way to be non-binary. Right. So like I'm misgendered all the fucking time. Mm. And at first 
was so loud and painful. And Mm. then I just really came into the fact that like, I know I'm non-binary. I know what my pronouns are. I know what my identity is, all that stuff. They literally don't know. And so what they do or don't know does not impact my truth. And I think I can apply that to being fat as well. Like whatever they think, feel, opinion, whatever the fuck has no pun intended, weight yeah. <laughs> on uh, my experience yeah. and identity as a fat person. Like it yeah. gets a little easier to like wipe yeah. my hands clean of it. I love that. God, I wish I could have that. I could have you saying that in my ear every time I talk to certain people. <laughs> it's their shit. I have no fucks to give. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really agree. I think where I really struggle with this is when there are systemic things that show up. Like for me, um, like in medical situations, like going to the doctor or even just, you know, like just where we, the way systems kind of point out that my fat body is not welcome. Um, that's where I still struggle to not take it too personally. Um, but that actually really leads beautifully into the work that you're doing with NAFA because all I want to do when I go to a medical appointment and I encounter ignorance or when I go to a restaurant and the booth, like the table between booths doesn't move. Why would you anchor the table? There are people of different (laughs) sizes that need like, even something, someone who is quite thin, they want to probably pull it closer to them, right? So there's all these little things that I just want to burn down to the ground. And not that NAFA is doing that, but I'm so curious on learning a little more about your work with NAFA. Do you want to like, it's the, and I always get this wrong. It's the National Association for the Advancement of Fat Acceptance. Did I get that right? You got the words of the acronym right. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I've been trying to remember. <laughs> I think there's a slight difference of like, instead of four, it's, I don't know. It doesn't oh. fucking matter. You got the, you got the All gist. Right. Basically an organization that is helping bring <laughs> fat acceptance forward. And in- yeah. Um. I mean, NAF has been around for fucking ever. Um, yeah. I think they've been around since 1969. Um, and the organization has definitely evolved over the years. Um, they do all sorts of stuff that I probably wouldn't even remember everything because there's so many people working within the organization mm-hmm. um, touching on things uh, like legislative work, like... yeah dealing with medical discrimination, like fundraising, awareness, education, like all, all sorts of stuff all over the place. I do more of the fun stuff. <laughs> I love it. Um, at least cur- currently I'm like, <laughs> I want to have fun with other fat people. So yeah. Um, my first project with NAFA was an interview series that is still on the blog. So if you look up fat chat and it's fat with two T's, cause it stands for fat acceptance, tales, and techniques. Mm. Um, I interviewed folks about that. I interviewed mm. them about their stories, like their body stories. And then I asked very specifically, like, what's the shit that works for you? Like, let's oh. name like resources. Let's name yes. like tangible techniques like um and um so that was my first project last year and now as we mentioned earlier I organize and host the Fat Friday virtual social club which is a monthly gathering online on zoom of for fat folks only so it's an affinity space only for fat people Mm -hmm. and um it's kind of just like a virtual party. Like there's a theme (laughs) every month. We have a theme like costumes and dress up are totally encouraged, but not required. And, um, we have like a discussion based on the theme. We play a game based on the theme. And then there's time just to have open chat, um, where a lot of times we're like, people are sharing resources with, with each other or having like really, great discussions about like the intersections of our fat experience with our other like identities. Um, there's like an optional like spreadsheet if you want to exchange info with people. Cause it's really like, I really wanted to not only gather people, but um, I know how important it is for me to have fat friends. 
and to have mm. like other fat people that I could go to, like to who fucking get it, you know? Oh, yeah. So I yeah. didn't want it to just exist in the bubble of the event. If people connected, I wanted them to have the opportunity to connect outside of the event as well. So that's like part mm-hmm of the concept. And, um, it's always the fourth Friday of the month. It's usually on my website and NAFA. And I also will put it on the internet throughout the month, like on our socials. So, um, yeah, if you're fat, come party. Yeah. It's fun. It was fun. I had, I've been to the one last month and it was just, it was great. It was so nice to be in that kind of, like you said, affinity space. I'm not often in spaces where there are a lot of other fat people. And it, I don't know, there's like mm, a comfort, a just being able to be-ness to it. That is, that's really, really great. So, so I, I loved it. Loved it. Um. The other work that I wanted to ask you about is your work with like peer counseling, consultation, the tarot card reading, like what, what do you do in that space? How does, what are the type of people that you work with? And then we can get into, we're going to demo and do a little bit of a reading. Hmm. Um, so I'm already forgetting all the questions in the question. Oh, what it is? T- yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about. <laughs> I love it. I probably asked ten questions at once. That's why. Um, tell me about the emotional spirit. You have it on your website. It's emotional and spiritual support um, through okay. peer counseling consultations. Super curious about what that means. What that looks like. Yeah. So it looks like a few different things depending on like what what service you choose. Basically they're all one-on-one services. All my services are sliding scale. And, um, basically within the peer counseling, there's kind of two different ways that I work. There's one very like structured solution oriented way that I work. And, um, also very collaborative, like everything I do is collaborative. One of the reasons I chose the like terminology of peer counseling is to like, really like break down the hierarchies that yeah. sometimes are present in like helping relationships, you know? So, um, it really is a collaborative effort where like the person comes in and they tell me what their goals are and what they're looking to achieve. And then we collaborate on, um, on how to achieve those goals. We, we do a lot of planning, you know, um, and, a lot of times it happens up front where we'll like really nail down the goals, like long-term, short-term, and then how we think that those goals can be reached. And then like over time, like a lot of people work with me in peer counseling weekly, like a lot of time we may not, it may not seem like we're like pen to paper doing those things every week. Like there's a lot of times where people want to check in and like, yeah, get like work through what they're like, processing in the moment. Um, but we always like hold each other accountable to come back to those goals. And honestly, a lot of times it just happens organically Mm. where like, you don't think you're working on it, but by working on everything else, it clears up the space to bring those goals to fruition. Really? And, and sometimes it is like a, okay, every week we're going to spend at least a few minutes talking about this one specific thing that you want to work through. Right. Like sometimes it's like that, but sometimes it's more organic. It's really up to how the other person wants to work. Um, so that's kind of how like the, what I call the empower hour, like solution oriented shit works. And then I have a more like, I guess I call it like intuitive dialogue where it's not as structured and it's a lot more like, um, just talking and giving like organic feedback as the conversation goes, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, cause some people don't like, like in my empower hour, I, uh, I'm taking notes the whole fucking time. Every single session, the person gets a document that identifies the strengths Mm -hmm. that were discussed quotes that they said that were like of no feedback. If they asked for feedback or accepted feedback, um, anything really that was prominent of the, um, session so that they can like have ongoing proof of like Mm -hmm. what's going on and remind themselves in between sessions, like, Mm -hmm. Uh, what they've got going on. And, and some people don't like the like 
that I'm typing and it's structured, you know, people want it a little more loosey goosey. So I offer that as well. Um, and then consultation is for the folks who maybe don't want to get too much in the feels, but Mm. they want to like pick my brain about a certain topic, get some ideas and resources, but maybe they don't want to get super personal. Yeah. Um, that's what that brain pickings is about. And then tarot is, uh, is fucking tarot. I I mean, I, I come to me of like whatever certain spiritual identities. So that will come up and I have an option to like mix and match where like, we'll do like part counseling, part tarot in their thing. Um, but the straight tarot, uh, I read with Uno cards, which, um, some people think is wild. I do too, (laughs) but I think it's very fun. Um, you actually, I got the idea because you can read tarot with playing cards, like traditional playing cards. Oh, yeah, I actually learned about that through this drag queen, Vicky Vox, who used to do a podcast called Doing Great. And she would do the interview by reading tarot on the person. Oh, it's so and cool. It was phenomenal. And um, she did it with playing cards. So like mm. I was just playing Uno with my partner one day and I was like, LOL, let's do tarot with these Uno cards. <laughs> and, it, and it worked. Like, wow. Even the way I guessed, like how the colors interpret to the suits was correct. And um, Mm. it's really cool. I think that my favorite thing about it is like with Uno Tarot, and I can explain it more about how it works, but like we're reading the minor arcana with Uno Tarot, which is like the numbers and suits, Mm -hmm. you know, the cards like Ace of Pentacles, Five of Cups, that shit. Yeah. And what I find in the minor arcana is that it's like, very much like daily life, nitty gritty, like very tangible kind of feedback and guidance, especially when we start breaking down what the numbers, the suits and the elements related to the suits, what they like represent. There's so much guidance that you can pull just from those aspects without even needing any imagery or anything Mm -hmm. that I find it's like, talk about being a solution solution oriented kind of person. Like there's so much solution in those cards alone that um, I think gives uh, a lot of great feedback. And then again, I'm very collaborative with it. And I always tell people I'm not fucking psychic. I don't know your fucking life. (laughs) I know what the card means and I might get a vibe or have intuition or whatever, but like you more than anyone in the whole fucking world knows your life the best. So I, I really encourage dialogue and, um, I have people let me know what resonates for them when I read Mm -hmm. the card and we kind of go from there to apply it to their life. Well, oh my God. Can we do it? Can we do it right now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're doing, I think we're doing a shorter reading. We're doing a, is it a three card? Is that what you think? Or what are we, well, and I ask you, what, what, what are we going to be doing? So, um, usually there's a bunch of different ways to read and what ends up happening is people will choose like the option of, I'll be like, pick, pick a number one through 10 and we'll pull Mm. that many cards Mm. and we'll just kind of read it as one big reading. So for the purposes of the pod, we can do maybe like one, two or three. So, you know, in the collaborative nature, like you choose how many cards you would like. And then also, you know, uh, some people want to ask specific questions or have specific topics in mind. Some people just want to receive whatever they're supposed to receive. Mm. So you can let, let me know that as well. Okay. Oh, I'm so torn. I love doing both of those options. Um, what I feel like today. Uh, you know what? Today I'm feeling like the wisdom of the cards. Like what do you, what does the universe want me to know? What feels important? Okay. And do you want one, two, or three? Uh, three. Okay. <laughs> and then just side note, I don't even know if we'll get any of these cards, but there are the cards like the wild card and all that, yeah. that I do have in the deck. Yeah. And those messages or intentions are things I applied to it. So, oh, okay, cool. When other people want to do this, you could totally apply your own intention or meaning to them. Felt cool. the need to give it a little extra shuff. Love it. 
So then do you just pick three? Do they fall out? How do you, what's your, what's your picking Some, process? <laughs> sometimes they do fly out. And if they fly out, I'm like, clearly they have something to say and we're going to yeah. see what they have to say. Usually I shuffle in a specific way. Cause I'm an overthinker and I will just keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I shuffle one way, three times. Um, and then I do the split deck shuffle, then shuffle again, three times. And then I split it. And I start pulling from the middle, well, the top, which was the middle. Got it. Cool. So we got three cards. Um, and what I'll do is we'll go one by one. Yeah. And then at the end, sometimes we look at like the spread as a whole. And sometimes mm-hmm. there's like messages to be received from that as well. Love it. So first we have... One of my Uno Arcana, the yellow reversed. Ah, it is upright. You can tell because of the back of the card. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the yellow represents swords. Um, the swords is all about thinking and communication. So, lol, we're on a podcast already, <laughs> uh, reflecting mm. the current circumstance. <laughs> Love it, but um. With the thinking and communication with the swords, um, it's the swords is very logical and it's the kind of logic where it's like to the point and there's no debating it. Um, Mm. It's it's kind of like taking the sword through just a stick of butter. Like there's nothing to fight that. There's Mm -hmm. nothing to say that the sword can't go through the butter. Like Mm -hmm. before it even hits it, we know the sword's going through the fucking butter like that that's the kind of logic that is present here. So, um, in the, it's applying that logic to the realm of thinking and communication. So Mm. if there is something that you're going through internally thinking wise, or in a communication situation, um, that you're needing feedback or guidance on the guidance would be to like, use that direct logic. Like if you're fighting yourself on the answer, that's not the answer. Like, the the answer is that smooth glide, you know, um, there's also the element of air is present with the swords. Every single suit has an element associated Mm. with it. And I like to think about those elements and pull like guidance and feedback from those elements as well. Mm. So with air, air is like pretty much the one element we cannot control at all. Like whatsoever the air does what the air is going to fucking do. Mm -hmm. And I think the guidance from that is like sort of the hands up, like accepting the lack of control in certain situations Yeah, and, and being malleable to go where the Mm -hmm. breeze goes, you know, Mm -hmm. and also be an acceptance that the wind can change any direction at any fucking second. It could be a really soft breeze. It could be fucking like tornado shit, you know, (laughs) and we got to go with it sometimes. So that's some of the vibe from air. And then the reverse is pretty straightforward. It's acknowledging that there may be something in this realm worth revisiting or reevaluating. So, um, you know, if there is some sort of struggle in terms of like determining a situation or an outcome that you're fighting with that logic, like maybe it's like, let me take a look back at it and like mm. gather some more information or do some more unpacking in order to make like the best decision for myself. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The first thing that came up is I have a, a very good friend who I've you know, distanced myself from because of their, um, we're in different places when it comes to awareness of oppressive systems and, uh, comments that have been made related to diet culture. And when I've pointed them out, it was not met well. And so I've, really struggle because this is someone who I have been very close with for a long time and it feels like a real loss and I'm deeply sad, but like you said, sword through butter, I'm also really clear that, oh no, like I do anti-oppression work now. Therefore in my close circle, I cannot trust, be vulnerable, all the things that are so essential for like that close relationship. Um, 
I can't have that anymore with someone who is not at all open. And it's heartbreaking. Like I feel, but then when you talked about the control, the wind blows, I'm like, yeah, like I've been taking it so personally. I tried to like, quote unquote, educate them on fat liberation. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, why am I doing this? This is like, how is it? Who am I to impose this? And I'm on my journey. They're on theirs. The door is open if there's a bit of a shift, but like, I kind of have had to let go of control a little bit, which is not my strong suit, no pun intended. Like (laughs) it really, it's been really hard. Um, And it feels like a deep loss, but also I feel really clear too with what my boundary is. As soon as you said sword through butter, I was like boundaries. (laughs) Like I feel clear around my boundary with this. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And another thing I'm thinking about how like, you know, the the air can change direction at the drop of a hat and that can happen in relationships, like relationships. I hear all the time, like some relationships are for a reason. Some relationships are for a season. Yeah. And um, it's okay when relationships don't last forever. Like that doesn't like mean that what you had before that is bullshit or not. It doesn't negate it. Yeah. 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 I agree. um, It's okay for, you know, your breezes to split directions. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, literally look at the reverse. I know it's like two different arrows. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I really feel that. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. All right. Let's see what we've gotten next. (laughs) It's my favorite card, but oh. sometimes it could be a lot. So it's the wild card plus four. Pick up four. <laughs> Love it. This one was reversed. Oh. Um, so I don't read reverse as being like negative or anything. I read reverse as just a block or delay. Mm. So there's a there are a few different meanings that we're going to pull from this. And you you will probably know where your block or delay is. Okay. So the wild card. I, this is the language I use, but the language can be shifted for how anybody identifies with like spirituality. Mm -hmm. I call it the higher powers card, or some people will say God or spirit or unseen forces um, or whatever other word works for you. But it it, it is basically, it has to be something outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Cause so we already got this through line of lack of control. There are things that we cannot control. And that is definitely present with the wild card. And so there are a couple of ways we can like relate to the HP card or the wild card when we're talking about like the unseen force. And uh, one of the messages could be like, there is um, some like surrendering that needs to be done. Like we can't control everything and we need to accept that some things are not up to us. Mm -hmm. Um, On the flip side, it could be like choosing to partner with this unseen force or our Mm. spirituality or higher powers or whatever, and accepting the support of that unseen force in a situation. Um, It could go either way. It could go both ways. with also with the wild card, you know, all the suits or all the colors are present. Yeah. So regardless of how we take the HP, like the message of the HP, there's always a message of balance here because we're seeing all four elements, all four suits present. So uh, whether it is the need for balance or if it is affirming balance, like if you are feeling balance, it's like, yes, maintain it because that's what like gets us through the long run, you know? Mm. And then what's funny is the juxtaposition with the plus four. It's the same meaning that I've applied to the plus two, which is like, you know, when you get that plus two or that plus four and Uno, you're like, fuck, it's going to take longer no. for me to uh it's going to take a little more work to get through this game right and so with the plus 4 it's not only saying there is a little more work to be done but it's saying it's not it's not all up to an unseen force we have our own responsibility and our own accountability and our own work to be doing in whatever situation 
we're navigating. So this mm-hmm. card is very much about the partnership between you and your spirituality or spirit mm-hmm. or whatever, um, accepting the help, but also knowing like you've got some work that you need to be accountable for as well. So, um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, the word surrender is one that I have literally fought with for a very, very long time. When I started my spiritual journey, I was probably, oh, I mean, I was really tied to coaching, like doing coach training back in 2014. So almost 10 years ago now where, um, and then I did a really intense year long leadership development program, but it was so rooted in like, it was very connected to to spirit and soul. And it just, it it ripped me open. And I realized um, that, that like, I mean, it's not a new story. So many people struggle with this, like feeling very taught by society that it's all about control, self-control, of course, personal responsibility for everything. Um, And that idea of surrender is weak. And mm. that's certainly the messages that I received um, growing up. Um, I was fat because I was weak, because I was lazy, because I didn't have self-control. If only I could control. Like So these themes run so deep within me. Um, and I've let go of a lot of that, but I do, oh, still, still, still you know, with intense work still (laughs) struggle with (laughs) surrender. And it's funny because it just, it came up for me again, very recently of um, some situation with the, the mom of my, my stepkids, who is an pretty much the most challenging person I have ever met to put it nicely and realizing like, I, I can do nothing. I can do nothing. And even saying it, I feel my body tensing and I'm like clenching my fists because what I want to do is all the things, um, to destroy her. Um, but like, that's not the way. And I, and I can feel that poisoning my soul. And so this, yeah, it's been three years of really like, like, trying to come back to surrender and failing a lot and then making a little bit of progress and failing some more. And yeah, I have a very complicated relationship with surrender. So as soon as you said that word, I was like, all right, thanks again. (laughs) Thanks again, higher power universe. It shows up in every reading I have books fly off the shelves at me that are called like the surrender experiment. I'm like, okay, okay. Like I'm, I, yeah. So I, yeah, I struggle. This is like one of my big struggles, big struggles. So yeah, I guess that's why it's reversed. Like yeah. That, <laughs> that, that may Some be more your work block. To do. <laughs> yeah. You're acknowledging your part in it and your spirituality's part in it. And then we can clearly like understand that like maintaining whatever balance is for ourselves is something that can help us navigate that. But yeah. Um, is it okay if I offer you like a please. personal response to something you said? Oh my God, please. Um, you said uh, you'll you'll get a little better and then you'll fail. And oh, you get a little better yeah. and then you fail. And it's not a failure, man. Yeah. Uh, it's That's what progress is. Like I, all of life is is not, uh, what do they say? It's not a sprint. It's a marathon, Mm. you know, like it's, it's not. Not something you're going to like be done with, um, at any, um, so I, I, and I get in that way too, where I, I, cause I'm so like goal oriented and it sounds, yes. we may be a little similar with the go, 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 one yeah. and do, and do, <laughs> you know, yeah. so I, I get it. Cause you know, our thinking is not always our best thinking, but it's like how we actually like, um, what our action does, you know, I think means has a little bit more, uh, means a little more, you know, like as long as we're not yeah. acting on the shitty thinking, then you know, it's, it's not the end of the world, but you're not failing, man, because (laughs) you know, what would be failing is if you said, fuck it done. And I'm not even going to address it anymore. You know, if you were like, if you were hands up in the middle finger way where Mm -hmm. you were like, hands up, fuck you, I'm done. I I would call that failing, giving up, 
in that department, giving up on something that like is hurting you and, and you want to overcome, like that would be a failure. But you getting up and continuing each time is not a failure to me. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for pointing out that. Yeah. Like that mirroring that. Cause that's true. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to use those words because you're right. It's not true. I've come along. It's been a long journey and I think it will always be a long journey. I really do feel like this is one of my soul's purposes of being here right now. And even in this situation right now, it's like, yeah, I feel, I feel the intentionality behind it and um, it feels like good work and it feels like hard work. And I just wish it was easy sometimes and it's okay. <laughs> and it's okay. It's okay too. Yeah. So I, yeah, I really get the, the surrender piece. That is the block. Um, I love that it's plus four too. That's so funny. Of course it yeah. is. <laughs> it's, like, it's not, it's not just two. It's, it's four. four. I know. Oh. <laughs> I love it. <sighs> okay. So now we've got our last card um wow you got all uno arcana cards like ah. there is not a single minor arcana here oh um cool. which i probably would take as like you got a lot of big things going on um yep <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the fucking extra work of those cards, we got a plus a plus two. two. No, <laughs> why? Why? Oh my god! And it's blue. <sighs> what is blue? So blue is cups. Oh, and cup. I forget what cups are. Cups is um our emotions as well as relationships okay. and it's re- relationships of all types. Yeah. So a lot of people will just instantly think romantic relationships. No, it's all relationships. Yeah. Um. Let's see more about cups. So like the vibe of cups are like pretty chill, like very compassionate, nurturing kind of energy. Um. Very like gentle kind of energy. The cups are much more intuitive and spiritual. Um, cause like half of the suits are logical. So swords and mm-hmm. swords and pentacles are logic, whereas cups and wands are intuitive and spiritual. But even mm-hmm. within those, the lot two logics are different and the two intuitions are different. This mm-hmm. one is much more, um, gentle and caring whereas Mm. like the wands is like literally like fire like on fire passion kind of intuition uh so this one much more compassionate and nurturing the element present here is water um so what we can take from water it's one of the things that like depending on the situation we can control it a little like we can't control it in like nature but we can control it like a faucet you know like there can be a little Mm -hmm. little drip or you can fucking break the faucet and have it like go all over the place um and I think that that kind of intention when we're thinking about working with our feelings and navigating relationships is actually pretty important it makes me think about boundaries like Mm. we can set a boundary to have a drip with a certain person or we can Mm. have a boundary where we let it all flow with a certain person um and I the same could be said about our emotions um so the plus two already kind of addressed that there's some work that needs to be done on your end um, in the realm of emotions and relationships. But being that it's upright, like there's not a block. So you already have what you need to navigate the situation. Um, There's not a delay. So it's going as it should. And um, yeah, I would say you very likely have the tools and the ability and the capacity to navigate it. And it's just really about seeing it through. And the word boundaries, like that drip versus mm. the f- big flow is like really loud for me mm-hmm. right now. And so I I would guess that um, boundaries could be the big helpful takeaway when, when navigating these things. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that even just the examples that I've, that have come up for me as you've been reading have been all relationship based. And then to have this card 
this cups card too, right? Mm. But emotional relationships. Yeah. It's so funny. I totally assumed again, <laughs> why well, I should never assume. But for some reason, I thought this, the reading would be very based on like my business and like my work in the world. And it's not, it really is about the relationship piece and how, um, what I'm just connecting to is like how, yeah, like where are those boundaries? What are those boundaries? Um, where is the invitation for surrender? Where are like, where are the blocks that I can do something about? Where are the ones that I can't? Like, there's just, if those three cards just feel very connected to me looking at them. Yeah, I'd agree. Like now that I'm looking at them as a trio, I think it's, um, so sometimes when there's like certain suits that are not present, I feel like there's information there as well. And I kind of am annoyed that no pentacles came up because pentacles has a lot to do with the body. And I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, (laughs) come on. How are you not going to bring us the body on the fat joy pod? man? (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I love it. So, but the information I take from the lack of the Pentacles card, I think would be that you're actually pretty solid in that department of the Pentacles. Like the Pentacles is all about like what sustains us physically. Some people really only focus on the money and it's like, of course you would like capitalist United States, like people like (laughs) only focusing on the Pentacle, but no, it's all about what sustains us physically. And I read it a lot more about our body and how we're taking care of our body and what our body needs to get us through. So, um, I would say it not being present is telling me that you're good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good I feel in, pretty in good with pentacles. that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think you called it like the overarching messages of, of the reading, Um, whatever. It sounds like those are the messages that resonated the most strongly with you. And that's what I would go with. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, what, what your life is more than anybody and you know what you need. And, and I trust like, your gut just as much as I would trust my own gut. Like if that's what, Mm -hmm. what's ringing loudly, then that's, that's what I would take. Um, but Mm -hmm. we did get multiple, uh, messages of, uh, the unseen force and going with Mm -hmm. shit. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and just doing our own work, like, just as mm-hmm. much as we don't have control of everything, what we can control is ourselves and what we do to navigate it. Yeah. And that's what I really take away from getting to like the plus two and the plus four is mm-hmm. like, you do have control in that department. So mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah. interesting. Cause that's like a total juxtaposition, but it's the truth. Yeah. So you got, you got two like hands up and you got two like, you know, get the boots on the ground and go mm-hmm. running or whatever. Yeah, that, that appeals. I feel like that's how I'm more working to live my life these days, as opposed to before it was just all boots on the ground, kind of unconscious. And so, yeah. And it's interesting. Um, I'm actually Gemini Taurus cusp, but I usually take Gemini. So even that reading, like how it's, it, there's a symmetry to it. And I feel, I like that it's sword and cups. Cause that feels like very Gemini vibes to me, right? Like the, yeah. Isn't Gemini air? Yeah. And Gemini's air. Yeah. Yeah. Your first card was air and then you got water. Yeah. Um, I mean, if we really want to like push it there, doesn't air make up water? Like air is part of water. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, H2O, might, be, <laughs> might be a reach, but it's also the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. This is great. Cause what it's having me, it's, it's just kind of, um, this reading is deepening within me, this feeling that I have had growing around what's mine, what's other people's, what can I let go of? What do I need to hang on to? And just having it feel more simple as opposed to sometimes the relationship stuff can feel so complicated and thorny and prickly. And I get filled with self-doubt and I also have some people pleaser in me. So then I'm like, let me just do all the things to make everyone happy. But then that sacrifices my self-agency and myself. And so I just, I'm really feeling like all of that kind of coming up and receiving the message of like, trust myself, 
keep working on the things that need to be worked on. I know what they are. Um, and just really honoring that. Yeah. And, Something that came up when you're talking about like the relationships just now, um, there's a similar element between the air and the water with like going with the flow and how like the, the air can change just as suddenly as the tides, you know? Um, so I feel like that is something to, uh, remind ourselves of is like, we can't control change. Like, what do they say? The only, I'm going to butcher it. The only shit that cha- stays the same is change, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But also going with it, like let the waves take you or yeah. like go with the waves instead of the waves, like taking mm-hmm. you and same thing with the, the wind, like just go, go with the wind or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like being, mm-hmm. being a little malleable and, and how things go. And really, I think that's a lot about like how we all have these expectations. And I think, um, sometimes expectations help and sometimes expectations we get a little uh stuck to you know yeah and that's what makes change difficult because we're like this is not what I expected yep (laughs) that's true yeah expectations versus reality oh my gosh that is like something I think about a lot too yeah beautiful that was so good Bri I feel like I've gotten um yeah, like stuff to think about and stuff that almost like just got like double tapped, like, oh yeah, right. Like that, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Right. Keep focus on that. Hold that in my heart. And yeah, that was so neat. And so neat to do with Uno cards. I just think that's the coolest thing. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> so I love it. I love it. Um, thank you. And I have one more question before we finish off, um, which I also like to always ask everyone at the end, which is where do you find fat joy? Mm. Uh, I feel like I have a lot of answers to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say in the present moment, this may not seem like outright, like related to being fat but it does to me um playing drums Mm. is bringing me the most joy that I've had in a while Mm. especially like um I've been a little bit limited in my capacity and so I haven't been able to engage in things like roller skating and roller derby which is another thing that makes me brings me a lot of joy and empowerment um like derby I was in I was I was fat positive by the time I got to derby and didn't realize that I still had room to grow like I still like believed in the limitations of a fat body and Mm -hmm. like I remember first seeing the movie whip it and being like that's so fucking cool it's a shame (laughs) I'll never ever be able to do it Mm -hmm. and when I did it I was like I could do fucking anything. (laughs) I can literally do fucking anything. And every time I put on my skates, I feel so fucking empowered. And I love when other fat people see me skating. Um, I think that's one of the best ways I've ever been visible to the world. But not being able to participate um, and finding something physical that's also creative, like playing drums. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played for a long time, but they were in my garage until uh, a couple months ago. And pulling them back out, I just, uh, I don't even have the words to describe what it makes me feel like. And I feel like I don't see a lot of fat drummers. No. So even though I'm just doing it in my house alone with my cat, like yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I just, I feel like I'm doing something right. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that. Thank you, Bree. That's wonderful. Thanks. This yeah. has been so fun. Thank you for the chat. Thank you for the reading. I'll of course include all your contact information in the notes. And um, this is a real joy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Before we go, I'd like to read a poem because poetry can reach our hearts in a different way. Poems can have us feel in a different way. And that's what this podcast is about. Expanding our hearts deepening our empathy, and inviting in joy. So each week, you get a new poem. Today's poem is called Wound Care by Kaveri Patel. 
keep it closed for the first few days, months, sometimes even years, bandaged against the oxygen of consciousness. The cuts too deep, not ready for the sting of alcohol wipes or salt water tears. You'll know when the time is right, when the wind that once rattled your bones with thoughts of lions and tigers and bears, oh my, becomes the breath that can save you. When the wound is ready for full exposure to the depths of its darkness and the edges of healing light. Thank you for joining me today. My hope is that you're feeling a little less alone and a little more seen. So until the next episode, you can find me on Instagram at fatjoy.life, on the website at www.fatjoy.life, and on Patreon at patreon.com fatjoy. Please don't forget to check out the show notes for how you can connect with my amazing guest and for the links to the poem. All right, lovely. I am sending you off with my wishes for an abundantly fat joy day. Talk again soon.